In a time where unsolicited advice, opinions, and dick pics are the norm. Here's a podcast you didn't ask for, but we're giving you anyway. Well, actually, who asked you anyway? Want if I jump in here real quick? No one cares. Allow me to play devil's advocate. I don't think you know what that word means. This fucking guy. This is unsolicited. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the unsolicited podcast. As you can tell, um, our quality just keeps going up and up. Uh, I'm here over yeah, Zoom with Tommy we're and Kelly. making money now, baby. <laughs> Just kidding. No, no, we're not. <laughs> I, uh, yeah, I don't have a, my normal setup, so I'm putting putting a microphone up to an iPad. Technology. Hey. Although I thought you wouldn't have your normal setup because you're supposed to be in Jersey, but you're not in Jersey right now. No, but my normal setup's in my office. I'm not going to my office because right after I get off of this in 50 minutes, I am going to the airport. He's going to go find his outdoor showers. That's all I need, brother. And I, my summer is complete. Aren't you worried about traveling right now? I'm like so not looking forward to going to Chicago in September. Like, I mean, I am for the reason I'm going. But like everything I've seen and heard about travel right now is that everybody's flights are getting delayed. And like delayed to the point where it's like every hour they delay it another hour. And then they cancel it after like six hours. Like... Uh, Dan Veer, the guy that was the impressionist uh, that came on to IDCAT, he was on a flight last night that like got delayed all the way till 1.45 in the morning, then canceled. Then he had to wait six hours for his next flight. And I'm just like, I don't I don't think I have it. I don't have the grit in me right now. <laughs> like I, I genuinely feel like and the ones where the people are sitting on the tarmac for three hours that yeah don't that's i think the worst. i would genuinely lose my mind all right let's not put that energy out there because you know we're, cut, <laughs> we're cutting it close to come back for work related things and um yeah that would not be good what airline are you flying um united you're fucked <laughs> i was gonna say that to about any of them <laughs> no but that one's specifically you're fucked yeah yeah, yeah, I've seen a lot of tweets about that. Uh, well, we have a yeah. I, it's it's more about coming back that I'm worried about, and it's not so much me. I'll just like call and be like, I'm not coming in, but my wife will have a fucking fit. Yeah, and then it'll be I mean, my fault. It, somehow. it will be my fault somehow. No, I mean that at least is a good excuse because there's nothing you can fucking do. There's literally there's no one you can talk to that can solve the problem. Either. No, it's it, like. Nobody has the power to do anything, really. Like I know, I did. Uh, it was a couple of weeks ago. I stood there in front of this one guy, and he looked like a deer in headlights. And he was just like, Are "We literally on the plane," and then they said, "Everybody get off the plane." This is Alaska <laughs> yeah. Airline. After we were on the ta- yeah. on the, we were like, "Okay, we're gonna get ready. We're second in line." And then we never went. And then it was like an hour later. Sorry, they're they're, they're slowing people taking off. Okay, we're gonna go back to the gate. And then we went back to the gate, got everybody off the plane, and then we stood there all like. And then they're like, the flight just kept getting delayed on the board. Like every 20 minutes, it would get back further and further. And then eventually I was like, is there any other flight? Can you like find me another flight from another airline somewhere here? And they're like, yeah. And I'm like, I'm going to go and do that because I'm not going to take the chance that this flight just may never happen. And then I heard that that flight never happened. Well, how did they get your bag off? I didn't have a bag, thank God. You don't. You surrender your belongings to the travel gods. Um, No, that's that's a thing. It's like if if it's gonna be delayed, fine. I better be in the fucking airport though. Do not put me on a plane and then have me sit on a runway for three hours, four hours. Like I think 
Scott and Jen last summer when they were traveling, I think they were on the plane for like six hours or something like that before it took off for a six hour flight. And I'm like, I just, I, I, I can't do that. That's I would like, fucking kill somebody. Like, fucking it's, there's why? no wonder there's so many fight videos on, on planes these days. Everybody's going fucking insane. But what is it, the delay at that point? You have the fucking plane. Yeah, that's I don't get it. And like, especially when it's not inclement weather, it's just like, are we, but we're finding out like, uh, what was it? Southwest. It's like Southwest has been using their, like, and I, and I pretty much only fly Southwest because of the places I travel. It's easy, but they like use a really old school ledger to like keep track of all the flights. Like it has not gone digital at all. And I think right, that when that up. big, yeah, that there was like that big fucking, uh, issue that happened in December. Hopefully they went digital, but it's like, how, how is the airline industry so archaic in terms of how they plan and schedule all these things when it's like, it's one of the most important industries in the fucking world. I know. And, and what's the problem all of a sudden now where this is getting bad and you can't blame the pandemic. That was a fucking a while ago. And it's like, you know, maybe if you weren't so trying to make your bottom line, like the fights are ridiculously expensive as it is. So, yeah. what am I paying for? If you're not like we don't have enough people, we're not hiring. Well, maybe yeah, I think it's because you don't, you don't, it's like you don't pay them enough, right? You don't pay pilots. Don't want to be pilots because it's a fucking it's such a respond a job full of responsibility, and yet you're paying them like they're fucking bus drivers. I mean, like yeah. I there was a TikTok that went viral of this guy who. Um, he flight attendants have to be drug tested and it's random drug testing or whatever. And he'd been a flight attendant for like nine years. And the morning after he had taken like a five or 10 milligram edible, uh, he got drug tested and they made him go to rehab. They wouldn't let him like fire him or just like quit. Well, they, he, he lost his job. But also then had to go to rehab in order to ever be hired as a flight attendant again. It's like, what are what are we doing? We have a staff shortage, and somebody has an edible while they're off work, and this is what like, and they they're funding him going to rehab. So it's like this money that you could have paid these other people to make them stay. You're like, let's talk about things that really fucking matter. I don't give a shit if my flight attendant's a little bit high. <laughs> I'm just kidding. You, sh- you should be sober when you know when you're when I mean, you're working. Your pilot like, when, shouldn't yeah. have that, but maybe cocaine. I mean, in case there's an emergency, you don't really want your flight attendants. Right. I to, want like, my pilot to be like, out, but nobody's going to nobody's going to work fucking like as a flight attendant, high or drunk, out of their mind. Like that's crazy. I want my pilots to be like elite paid and to be elite, you know, for safety yeah. purposes. But uh, like I said, at the lower you make that that you know that salary the bigger pieces of shit you're gonna get it's like security or tsa it's like those are minimum wage jobs yeah why aren't the air marshals stepping up if you're on the runway for six hours not doing anything shouldn't the air marshal go be like get them off is Is there there always an air marshal on a flight they say i don't know but i don't know if it's true i think they randomly just fly around the country all day long but still at some point wouldn't yeah someone say like it's it's like there's got to be some law about human decency or or human yeah <laughs> humanity. Because it's not like you um, can crack a window on a flight either to get fresh air. It's it's just stale recycled air. 
And they're like, and they're sorry, not doing want, any, I, any type of service while you're sitting on the runway either. It's not like you're getting. If drained. I wanted a 14 hour flight day, I would have put a fucking. I would have went somewhere cool for for 14 yeah. hours. <laughs> like I'm just trying to go to Cleveland. This fucking yeah, sucks ass. I mean, I could have been in fucking beautiful Fiji. And yeah, it's like I'm, at least. At least if you step off the plane into a tropical island, you go, all right, that was shit, but it was worth it. But you step off in Cleveland, you're like, I'm in hell still. Yeah. Still in hell. The worst part about my flight, though, was I was going, I was just trying to get from LA to to Vegas. So a part of me was like, I could have just walked down the stairs, got a car by the time I was on the fucking (laughs) runway. I literally could have drove home twice by the time we got off the runway. Yeah. Yeah, that feels like a massive fuck up. <laughs> I'm going to yeah. San Francisco next week and I'm strongly considering driving. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, it it's not a bad drive. I, I've done it a couple times, but alone yeah. might suck, but No, I it's hate it's flying. it's it's six hours. Like it's really not Oh, you're going uh, to the concert up there, right? The damn last right. concert, the last, the last dead concert. Mm-hmm. I'm going up there. A couple guys I know. Where are you staying? Do you have parking? Because that that will make the difference. Uh, there's a it's hotel. Like you, oh, but do they make you park pay, pay like forty dollars a night for parking? I don't know. Parking I guess at, whatever. It'd be the cost of the flight. It's nice par- to have your car. Parking at the Las Vegas airport is so low that is if it? I'm only go yeah, if, if for some reason it's really low, so if like it makes more sense for me to drive right up there, walk out and get right, right on the plane with all my stuff is all scheduled. Um, than it is to get an Uber. You know, an Uber could be like forty five dollars. So if I'm paying like twelve yeah. bucks a day, you know, both ways, forty something, you know, it's cheaper for me to just drive there, which is beautiful, especially if you don't have any. If, especially if you're just going to LA and you don't have like, um, you know, check bags, bag bag walk stuff, yeah. on and off. It's a beautiful thing. Yeah, that's yeah, um, pretty cool. I love but, flying in and out of Burbank, but it's definitely more expensive. So. Yeah. Yeah. Well, but listen, so let's, nice. let's not put that out there. I, I feel like I'm going to have good, good karma. Uh, yeah. You're, you, you've got, you've got lucky blood. I feel like, I feel like you're a guy that luck touches a lot. Oh, thanks. Not hard work, not perseverance. Hard what? <laughs> no, I, I, you put your feet up on the desk. Listen, listen being right a now. lucky, <laughs> being a lucky individual does not negate hard work, but I do think that, uh, that good things generally happen to you. You complain a lot about a lot of things, but most of the stuff is pretty good. Tommy, yeah. luck is preparation plus timing. So yeah, I thought that was prepar- when preparation meets uh, timing, right? When they cross. Yeah. I don't know. I'm trying to make, I'm making yeah. shit up. And you're prepared to have a good flight. Yeah, same, same. Yeah. I like, par- I, I like to have good parking karma. I'm going to have good flight karma today. I hope yeah. because my wife has been on one. Everything. Like, <laughs> oh, we're going we're gonna to have to. Oh, we're not, we're not, we're not going to upgrade to first class. We're not going to go. No, oh, we don't have the room that we normally have. I'm just like, you know what? Stay the fuck home. <laughs> I, I'm literally going for my sister's birthday. You're the one who said you wanted to come. Took off of work. Blah, 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 blah. So if you're going to complain about everything the whole. I mean, honestly, traveling by yourself is fucking sweet. Wait, so you Traveling are going by yourself? No, I'm not. <laughs> oh. But I but I, I always would rather. I hate to say that. Like, I like her when she's there, but I wish we could just take separate flights <laughs> and the whole... 
I like having my wife when we when we are that when we first you know get where we're going. It's fun to have companionship, but the whole process of getting out of the car, carrying more yeah, ba- that, more bags that- than I would necessary, then opening her bag when it's too fucking heavy at the counter, <laughs> taking out hair dryers and curling things and fucking uh, you know thirty pounds of just. Yeah, yeah, the logistical shit. traveling is hard to do with anybody else because you, we, if you're, especially if you're used to traveling alone, you've got, you've got your own, you know, thing, and you know how to do things, and you know how to do it quickly. And when somebody is like either either lagging or somebody's more intense than you, you're like you're fucking up my vibe. Like we're fine. It's like being with the yeah, dad it, that it's wants simple. to get the little things. It's just like. like it's little things, Kelly. Like when I'm by myself, I like I can. If there's like a woman who's like TSA, I'm like, oh, I'm running away. Can I just jump up? But when you have someone else, it's like, oh, now there's two of you, or they look at her and there's like, yeah. no, Get your story you know, together. Just like, <laughs> like I, yeah, I jump. I could like, I could sneak in a line. She's like, no, don't do that. Like you're embarrassing. Like, or you know, whatever yeah. it is that I'm just normally used to, just kind of cruising through an airport. I got my shit on my phone. Bloop, bloop, bloop. No, no, no. Sometimes I don't even check a bag. You know, it's like I got to wait on check bags. I got to take then I got to take my bag myself to another area to give it to somebody else. It's like, yeah, I just want to I want to cruise, man. Just walk in, yeah. walk out. She likes to be there two hours early, too. For what? To get a fucking magazine in the water? Like, I just want to get, <laughs> get I want to get there and just walk right to, right on the plane. And I don't care yeah. if I'm the I don't. And if I don't have shit like a lot of shit. I don't care if I'm the last one on the fucking plane. Why do I want to be the first so I can watch everyone walk past me? <laughs> I want. I only want to be the first because it's Southwest. <laughs> right, but if you, if I have a seat and I just have mm-hmm. a book bag, worst case scenario, it goes under my thing. Or I can, you can always cram a book bag on top of somebody else. Man, I shit. haven't heard it get called a book bag in so long. I, know. I love that. I guess it's a backpack. So- yeah, ninety. I love man book bag. book bag. Man, that's good. <laughs> because don't forget you, your book bag. <laughs> you have many books. Me you love like a lot of memories, and you love to bring them with you. Yeah. <laughs> Tommy loves reading. Big book guy. <laughs> so, like, do you have a carry on? No, just a book bag. <laughs> you mean a tote bag? Is this your personal item? They are my books. They're my personal books. This is my book bag, sir. Uh, this book bag is oversized. You have way too many books in here. Well, I just went to, they have a sweet library here and I could not. <laughs> that would actually be a kind of brilliant idea to have an airport is like a small library. And either it's like, either it's like uh, one of those leave one, take one kind of community book places or uh, whatever. But like, especially for people that are sitting around, like just yeah. imagine a nice lounge where people could sit and read quietly i mean all the books would just be like <laughs> the tom clancy and like but how about this idea right you have like an international book um book library for like you know la to la to new york chicago whatever and um and, and you don't have to go to the thing but you, if you go if you're in the lounge you go to the book you scan it you have you put your credit card in if you never returned a book you bought it but yeah. but no one likes to own books anymore it's just like a lot of shit like even if you want to buy a book for a long flight when you get there you should be able to just drop it off like throw it in a book box and then it goes right. on those shelves and yeah. then and, and then if one library starts to run out of a lot of books they just ship them over but if you never return them to the book drop when you get there then then you get charged for the whole book yeah it's like the that's like the hertz rental car but just books 
Yeah. You can return it to any airport. Like I pick and- one up in a Vegas airport. Now I, I fly to Newark. When I get off of my flight, there's a book box there. I open the thing. I drop the book Dude, in. Why don't we – got, we got to pitch this to them. This, this is, is brilliant. really smart. Because, because I like – and you can even charge for the rental too. Like people would pay a couple of dollars to have a book to read on the flight. But like that is true. It's like – Sometimes I've been in the bookstore at the airport and I'm like, do I want to buy this fucking $25 hardcover book? $25, that, hour, that would be cheap. Yeah, I know. I'm like, <laughs> I'm just throwing one out there. But it's like, it makes your carry-on heavier. Then you're carrying it around on your vacation and do you throw it away when you're done? No, you're supposed to bring it back with you and it's just this extra fucking weight that you don't need. Like, yeah, we need you, to start you, an here's airport the thing. You, 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 get, you download the app or United app or American app or Southwest app. And you have every book inside's got a QR code. You scan the QR code, say I'm renting this book, and then it knows where where it is. When you land, when you land, you either see if you like the book, you know, and then you drop it off in a thing, and then it's scanned, and then you're done. But like, right, yeah. five hours, right, yeah. as opposed to buying a forty-five dollar book. If you think, and if you want to keep it, and you don't return it within, you know, two days because you might have a delay or something, then then automatically charge you for the full book. Yeah, and I think, th- and that's that's the model, right? Is because you hope that most people won't return them, and so you do make the money on the book sales. But you, but then you open that up for people that m- would never have spent money on the books in the first place. Authors would Boom. love it. They all get a piece of the pie. You know, it's just considered. You know, you have some type of residual um, for the books. I don't know. And then and we could start it in airports, and then it's just like. I know there's libraries. <laughs> and, then, and then we conquer the world. And, with then, these we, and then we create libraries in every city. <laughs> and you don't even have to pay to check out books. You just get a card yeah. and you go in. As long as you return them, you're good. Yeah, I'm just saying there's another model besides airplanes. Yeah. Or, or you know, yeah. maybe bus stations. Now, Boats. And then you have shitty books. The books will get destroyed. People wipe their ass with the pages. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, fair enough. <laughs> All right. Well, this is a great podcast so far. We're giving people, if anyone's out there and um, knows how we can, you know, have maybe the help with the tech or something to figure that out, let's do business. And yeah. uh, book box. Uh, we got so we got some messages. A couple of ones I can read too, so I don't have to play them through the through the microphone. Let's see. Tommy, have you ever read any of those like Tom Clancy novels? Um, I watched them. <laughs> no, I, I actually what? I read I read like. <laughs> I read Hunt for Red October. Is that a Clancy? I think so. It is. Yeah, yeah, many years ago. But like, what's there's a couple of those guys who are just like that's their whole world. And they still they use the same character over and over again. Yeah, Jack Ryan. My brother and I, I always just, make fun of it because we'll go into the airport and go, all right, what Clive Custler book they got here? And we <laughs> love just reading the plots. It's always just like a retired sniper. Yeah, it's like right. It's like it's like something that you can always, always you can always picture Harrison Ford playing. <laughs> Yeah. Right? It's like yeah. the one the man with one arm. That was a Clancy or something like that. I wish I could get myself to write <clears throat> to write that kind of stuff. Like just the basic bitch stories that are so fucking popular. Like yeah. I do really wish that I could separate my brain from needing uh needing my work to be smart and good versus popular. Just go write some shitty romance novels. I know. Like, I I really, I've thought about that a lot, honestly. Just stream of consciousness. Just dump it. Get it done in a weekend. 
You should see the notes app in my phone then. If you like stream of consciousness. There you go. <laughs> All of the arguments I have with people sitting on my couch into my phone. Um, we got a message from Seth Edwards. And the first one was a while back, and I'm trying to figure out where he started here. But he said there's, he sent a video of a volcano, and he said this might be a cool fact that got left out of the Mary Shelley's writing Frankenstein. Did you guys do a Mary Shelley episode or something? We did. Okay. So I said, I just listened to that episode yesterday, and this came out of nowhere. They could have mentioned Dracula, too, though, since he was a con- conceived the same night. We I did. haven't listened in a while. We did. Talk. That was the dinner party fact. Okay, but we whatever. 100% I'll catch you. talked I'll about that. All right. And then he said, the largest volcano just opened up and cracked up the earth. And then he said, maybe I should listen again. Sorry if I'm wrong. I tried to blank blank out on a lot of the description because I haven't read it yet. And then as of Tuesday, that was in May, he wrote, Frankenstein was created during a really bad volcano that polluted the air too much for breathing and everyone had to stay indoors. At least his video claims, I'm almost, I'm always drunk when I message. So there's that. I'm not going back to listen to see if I missed that part. I cannot. I don't know. Thanks, Seth. That I guess that was for the other podcast. Yeah, um, we definitely talked about that because it blew my mind. So, Tommy, this is what it was. Mary Shelley uh, and whoever wrote Dracula. I can't remember his name. Bram Stoker. Um, sure. Uh, they were at, she, she was like 17. They were at a party, like they were at this castle for the weekend, like doing drugs all weekend, having an opium party. It's like thunderstorming and all that. And Frankenstein and Dracula were both conceived on the same night, uh, with everybody doing opium. It was very cool. And like the fact that those writers were together. Yeah. Very and cool. I, I don't, I don't remember what it was. I think that I think that they were like doing drugs, and they were all trying to come up with like their best scary, scary stories yeah. or whatever because yeah. of the mood of the castle. It was like super dark, and it's thunderstorming outside. So they were just they were like doing a campfire, tell ghost stories type thing, and came up with two of the most like iconic stories that have still yeah lived that, to that's still like the horror the, the horror genre could create it. Yeah. So that was a really, really cool dinner party fact. Well, I didn't know that. Now I know, and that's pretty cool. I am, yeah. But that was in the day when artists kind of got together, like the beatniks and stuff. They hung out at coffee shops in New York City and San Francisco. Same thing when you think about, like, musicians. Like, if you had went into, like, like, a coffee shop in New York. <laughs> I know, but this is, like, a later version that would be, like, yeah, yeah. Dylan, hang- Dylan hanging out with someone else talking about you know, modern music that yeah. becomes iconic. Yeah, that was um, like in the the Supermensch documentary where he was talking about the like hotel that he lived at, where like Jimi Hendrix and Janis Joplin and the Doors yeah, and all of those people live. Oh, yeah, motel. Yeah, they, they all just sat around by the pool door in a day and just like strum guitars together and all became iconic yeah. musicians. Yeah, uh, we got a message from Caleb Spagnolo. Um, again, Callum, he responded, Callum. Uh, good day, Callum. Callum from Walla Walla again. Listen to Kelly, Tommy. She knows how to pronounce names. But I I do need to know, would you rather have a dog bark all night keeping you awake or have a kid keep you up all night? Because I swear my dog and my two-year-old have a tag team going on from night to night. Um, Uh, I would rather the kid because I I always side. Yeah, I guess if the dog's bothering you enough, you just open the door and let him out. The dog, like I could just put, I can just put his crate anywhere in the house that's not my room. So he could, he could be three stories down from me, and I will not hear him at all. 
Right. And, and he'll have won't... a sore throat in the morning and that'll be his fault. Right. But a baby can actually have a problem. Yeah. That that, that's, that's already starting the, the trauma that will live in that child forever by letting them cry it out all night, unfortunately. Right. But... And just grow up to be a bad person because you left yeah. them there all night. <laughs> Jack, what's your take? I think dog. Kelly had a good argument. Just put a blanket yeah. over the cage. Yeah, he doesn't make a fucking peep in his crate. It's great. Um, but yesterday, fucking, I w- I've been watching Scott and Jen's dog while they were out of town. And we were leaving their house, and I was about to get them into the car. And Callie is like this big, she does this big tough guy act. Like she's that video where the dogs are barking at each other through the fence, and then the fence opens, and then they both stand there and do nothing. <laughs> So this guy comes walking his dogs past and I'm like about to get them into the car and Callie starts running at them and barking. But what Rhino doesn't know, and he's like, yeah, let's fucking go. Let's jump these fools. Yeah, right. What he doesn't know is that Callie's a little bitch. And so she, she hangs back and he like goes into the fold and like runs up on him. Of course the dogs are scared. And so they react and there's like a little bit of a tussle. And so I like grab him. Callie's like wagging her tail following them. So I'm like, get the fuck in the car. Like I was just so pissed off. Oh, I was God. like, uh, I was just like, so it, it would have been fine with either of them alone. But because he does it like when she's in the backyard and barks at the neighbor dogs, he's like, Paw Patrol, assemble. Like, let's fucking do this thing. Uh, he's he's so. the biggest yes man. He just wants to be your friend. Yeah. He's he's the sidekick that's like I don't need to ask questions. Let's fucking like there's a trend on TikTok going around where parents would go to their small children and be like, "Hey, there's a guy outside that wants to beat me up and like he's got a 4-year-old kid too and he's his son wants to beat you up. I need you to put your shoes on right now. Like we got to go beat him up." And like there are some kids who ask questions because like, they're like I don't want to get in a fight. And then some kids are just like, get my shoes on without socks. Like, let's fucking go. Like, so, that, that's, a video that, that's a video that was viral, right? When he's like. Yeah, I mean, like, it's a trend. So there's tons of them. Yeah. Right. Well, I just saw one that was great. And it was like, there's two little girls. And the little one was like, let's go. And she was jumping around. The other one was like, are they my size? You know? Yeah. <laughs> he's like, yeah, it's your size. And he's like, okay. And, yeah. then, and then the little one's like, this is going to be awesome. And they're walking out. You know? <laughs> and the other one's like, that oh, is, that's. Yeah. That is such a big, uh, the older child, middle child dynamic, or the younger child dynamic. The younger kids like rough and tumble, like let's fucking go. The, the older one's cautious, like, are there going to be peanuts? I have an allergy. <laughs> like, yeah. Oh, yeah, I was dying. Uh, I, so that's actually a thing. I got to check out if there's more of them. Yeah, yeah. dad walks. Oh, yeah, like, you'll, you'll There's love a guy it. outside with two little girls and they want it. They want to, they, they're starting trouble. Let's go and get them. And then the little one's like, yeah. oh, yeah jumps up and runs towards the door and the other one's like are they the same size (laughs) this size or this size (laughs) are they bringing any weapons (laughs) i think it'd be the opposite for me and my brother someone's like hey they want to fight you like bring it on bitch and my brother be like wait you would you would just put your shoes on be like i'm gonna go fucking physically fight somebody over my brother, yeah, I think I would be the if one. If your that, dad walked in and said there's three guys, I think both outside. of you would be like, Dad, why don't we just talk it out with these guys? I mean, yeah, but if <laughs> I'm saying if there's one more prone to go join a fight, yeah. it'd be me over my brother. Okay, all right. Although all right. my brother would think win, about it, like, he's buff. I would lose. It, it would definitely, it would definitely be, in. it would definitely be me over my older brother. But my younger brother Joey would be like, he would already been at the door, you know, before <laughs> yeah. he finishes that. <laughs> You'd be like, Dad, I know I heard the fight. And the dad's like, it was a prank. But um. He's like, I already beat him up. What do you mean? There's no one actually there. Hmm. Yeah. Then who did I just... 
Yeah. But yeah, Ryan, Rhino is the younger child who will put his Crocs on sport mode and go to town <laughs> and be like, let's fuck these motherfuckers up. He was, she was strapped. I mean, when you say sport mode, is that when you pull the strap up? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Make sure it doesn't <laughs> fall off your feet. <laughs> right. Like when the Crocs have that little strap that either, you know, real cash people throw it over the front. No, yeah. never yeah. in a need to put it over. Yeah. And the other ones flip it up over the heel. Like, they, let's and go. they know they're yeah. never sprinting, but if you might have to sprint, you got to put them in party mode. Do they make Crocs <laughs> for dogs? Uh, I do. I, I don't know that they have specifically Crocs, but there are there definitely are dog shoes and stuff like that, which Rubber I might get. Him. Yeah, because the it gets so hot on the ground in the summer. But I don't really walk him in the middle of the day. We walk really early and then at night. Mm-hmm. Uh, here's <laughs> a, a match, Jonathan O'Dungalang. Uh, congratulations, Tommy, on the Emmy. Greetings, Jack and Kelly. Been busy with the GAA team. And even trained a bit with the Aussie footy team in the main, in the main cats from the, uh, the team, the main cats. I'm also 42 and one of the most fit guys on the team saying this because I haven't had alcohol in about five and a half years and it just brings more energy and health. So Matt, because he's talking to Matt, um, our buddy, Matt, who's, who's now has to make the decision between New living lungs. and quitting drinking. Uh, so Matt, find a program that works for you and get those extra years. It's not easy, but well worth it. Just take it a day at a time. Question for the three of you. You get a chance to live anywhere on earth, all paid for, no need to worry about expenses. Where do you des- decide to live and why? Who wants to take that first? It, it's a hard question because, like, the I, I don't know that I would. I mean, if all of my sp- expenses were paid here, that would be fucking glorious to me. Like, I don't know necessarily that... I would want to be anywhere where my family and friends weren't. So is it is it everybody's picking up and moving somewhere and we have some like beautiful community or am I just going somewhere myself? Um, I don't know. I have to think on that. You go first. When you say you say live too, right? So that means I have to like that's my home base. That's where I'm always at. That's where I have I to mean, keep staying. I mean, I want to live in our lazy river community that we created. A, I don't know. If yeah, if last I went with no expenses. Yeah, <laughs> I'm like I'll be I there have- in two hours. Yeah, <laughs> man. Yeah, that's that's today. ideal to me. Like, like Grant Mylene came last weekend for my birthday, and like we were talking about how, like, I mean, of course, housing costs are so expensive and stuff like that. And when you when you can afford a place, it's like really small. But it's like if we got back to more community living, everything would be great. And so I was like, well, we'll, we'll just get a big house. But I said we needed a lazy river. So like wherever I live needs to have a lazy river. Yeah. That's number yeah, one. Agreed. And I would agreed. like to live in a big like neighborhood with all of my family and friends or like some sort of giant commune in a mansion. <laughs> and we all have to wear white. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, and, when, we, and when on, on full moons, we do this really weird ritual. And every morning you have to give me a new compliment. <laughs> yep. Now, I, I, to answer the question really, like I would live – in America, I, I think the thing is, I love to visit places, but like, even if, if you told me like, Oh, go to Fiji, all your expenses are paid for. Like, and if I was on Fiji alone or just with my wife with no family and friends, like that would lose its luster after a while anyway. Cause you're like, Oh, you can't yeah. really go anywhere. Like I, I, you know, not to sound like the typical American, but you know, I, I love this country. And if I, all my expenses were paid for and I could pick any city here to live, you know, I, mean, I would go back that way and live on, on, on a, in a, or orange County and, be close enough to friends and and not have to pay yeah. anything in a very expensive place to normally live. But without one of any the hardest ex- parts about yeah, sorry, go ahead. Go I'm sorry, ahead. without any, without any expenses to pay, 
I can maybe get a job and use that to travel to other places that I want to see for a week, two weeks, maybe a month the most, you know? Yeah, I think the hardest part about being an American and thinking about living in other places is uh, we have so much convenience here. Like, it, it the hardest part about traveling for me is like, oh, shit, I forgot sunscreen or like something like that. And it's like, normally I would just run to a CVS or a 7-Eleven or something like that. And I find that so much harder to find in other countries where it's like, a, the, the stores are totally different. So you don't even know what you're looking for, but like little (laughs) stuff like that is so, is so important to my daily life. Like that it's hard for me to think about really planning things out, you know, like, if I forget something at the store, I can have somebody deliver it to me immediately. Like it's, it would be a massive life change. Not that you can't overcome that, but that is something I consider for and sure. And the income makes a difference because if you think about it, like if you guys watch Secession, it's like when you have that much money, New York City is awesome. You know, it's like you, <laughs> yeah, you, yeah. you walk and you say, bring the car around and you go downstairs and they yeah. take you places and every, everything's at your fingertips. And you, you'd live in like a high rise. that's like a, 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 like a big house, but you're in like the most bustling city in the world. But, but for most people in New York, you're living in like a fucking shoebox. Yeah. Yeah. Right. And so it's a little thing. Jack, do you want to answer the question? I was supposed to be like, I think the question was just supposed to be like, I want to live in Aruba. Yeah, <laughs> and then we're like, well, hold on, let's because take this extremely seriously for a moment. But well, yeah, yeah, I, yeah, exactly. Like, I want to live in Hawaii. Yeah, um, but I can't but say we, I want to live in Hawaii because I've never been, so I might not like it. Um, we gotta get you there. I only been once, and I was with someone I didn't really like, so it wasn't the best experience. But but um, um I mean, piggybacking off of what you guys are saying, I agree. I like it here. I don't want to live anywhere else. <laughs> I, like, and and I just want to live somewhere like, slightly better than where I am right now. Do. Yeah. Yeah. Like if I'm rich in LA, then I'm living my best life because there's stuff I want to do. There's, there's comedy shows, there's music, there's my friends, there's my family. And like, I think Grant and Mylene and my parents are going to move out here probably in the next few years, I would guess. So it's my parents. Every, everything. Yeah, I'll do that. I'm really, really persuasive, obviously. Um, but everything I like is here, and I don't feel like – I mean, L.A. has been getting this rap that it's so unsafe and stuff like that. It's a I war zone is what I've been told. Like, it, it's – Stepping and, over and people in the street. You are, in Hollywood, you are, to be fair. The more insulated you are from <laughs> danger. So, But I was, just, I was just in Pasadena the other day on a, on a street called Scenic Drive. And it was very, very nice. I was like, I get yeah. why people yeah. live over here. This is yeah, so Pasadena much nicer. Is nice. Yeah. yeah. There's a lot I of love, nice cities. Like La Cañada is where my nephews go to school. Yep. And anytime I drive them there or pick them up, I'm just like, oh, man. these Like the the, the houses are, are really nice. But like the fact that it's like heavily wooded area. Like I love trees yeah. so much. Like that's I what I miss there so about trees over there. And then there's yeah. just the jet propulsion laboratories just nestled in there. Yeah. La Cunada is like a hidden gem. Yeah. yeah. That's where Chris McKinley lives. And his house is fucking – like his backyard especially. He's got this sprawling backyard with a tennis court and a pool and all of these trees. And I was like, I want to do fucking mushrooms in your backyard so bad. So we might have to convince him of that. Okay. So I guess we answered the question a long, long way around. So but, we uh, want to live in Chris McKinley's house. Yeah. Or in his me. backyard. Or his we backyard, can build a yeah. Pool. 
Uh, Candy Cab sent a message. She said, hey, DeGens, according to the tiny internet, this is the kinkiest list of would-you-rathers. Last week, I thought number 13 mm. would provoke a good banter due to the reference of genitalia and general toy with humor. I'm not throwing shade because I'm almost listened. I I mostly listen to this podcast for the poop jokes. So follow your butts and keep keep them coming. Love you guys. Um, cool. And then she wrote, I guess this is Spanish. Milotosento Mark Arrivederce. Oh, yeah. Isn't that Italian? Yeah. Yeah. Mark Rivedece. I'm 1-800 Mark 5. Mark Rivedece. 1-800 Mark 5. That's 1800 Mark by in Italian. Say it right, Tommy. Okay. <laughs> there you go. Uh, I'll check out that list for next time and we'll do a Would You Rather out of it. Ooh, we got a message from Lawyer Cop. Hold yeah. on. Hold on, Lawyer Wait, Cop. Why, don't we wouldn't, why wouldn't we do the list now? Yeah. Oh, let's go back to it. I got there's like messages that that are sitting here for a yeah, week but or we so. Can, okay. But we'll need those. We'll need those, and we're not going to remember that there's a list. Yeah, but lawyer, I saw a message from lawyer cop, and we haven't. All heard right, from we'll him do lawyer cop. Like, then we gotta go back for like a year. He hasn't been around a year. All right, all right. All right, lawyer cop is back. Let's see what he has to say. We haven't seen him in a while. Heard from him in a while. All right, lawyer cop. What do you got? Ooh, long message written. Uh-oh. Hey guys, long time no message. I stopped listening to everything a little over a year ago due to some heavy life events and depression, but now I'm finally playing catch up and I've made it to episode 133 at the time of writing this. Just a little catch up on on me for you guys. I'm still lawyer copying it around. Sick. I got married almost Ooh. one year into it Ooh, and slightly wow. re- and then and in parentheses, I got married almost one year into it and slightly regretting it, to be honest. Hmm. Uh, Damn. Got a vasectomy at 23 with no kids to my name because <sighs> fuck that in this economy. Good idea. Got myself. It can in- be reversed. I think every man should get a vasectomy when they are not ready to have kids. It can be reversed. Uh, got myself into stupid debt. Got myself mostly out of debt and finally started and failed at trying to lose weight again. Before COVID, I was uh, active and not depressed. I stayed consistently at 130 to 140 pounds, a little guy. Unfortunately, life added 100 pounds to that in the last five years and has taken a massive toll on my physical and mental health. Just now getting to where Tommy was on his eight-week program and it's helped hearing I'm not the only one struggling in that department. Okay, I wasn't struggling. I was doing something to lose some weight. <laughs> um, anyway, anyhow, I'll end this off on a slightly higher note. My work partner and I saved a guy from killing himself a couple weeks ago. The guy had uh, doused himself with gasoline and was threatening to light himself on fire with a lighter in his hand. I w- it, was, it was a standoff for a while, but finally we sprayed him down with a fire extinguisher before he could try to light himself ablaze and wrestle the lighter away. He was given a free uh, vacation at the Grippy at, at the Grippy Sock Hotel and is back on his meds from what I hear. So, hey, I'm still doing something right. Lawyer cop out. 100 mark. Bye. That is a lot of stuff going on. Yeah. Yeah. The the fire thing. It's like like 
even if that person really wanted to die, that would be such a fucking horrible way to do it. I just watched a documentary where a, a woman was set on fire by her ex-boyfriend and she lived through it. And it was like, just the, it just seems like the most unimaginable pain. Um, yeah. And of as far course as, it's most, but to do it yourself. I know. That's, yeah, some, that's like, some like Tettenham square shit. You right? definitely have to be really in a rough place, obviously. Like, or a Buddhist monk. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. Well, that the Buddhist monk did it as a protest and like sat there and never even screamed, just sat in like Indian style and like or not Indian style in cross leg style, <laughs> and just. I think hurt. you do like pass or like, do you pass out pretty quickly or something like that? Like, I I think there's something you go into shock really quickly so that supposedly you can't feel the pain for that long. But I think even a small amount of that pain would be so, ugh, tortuous. Um, as it's, far it's, as it's gaining weight, for people watching, people have oh, to watch yeah. that. I mean, the worst. Yeah, I'd, yeah, I gen <laughs> generally try not to watch people set themselves on fire. Um, but as far as the gaining weight, I feel you. Like that shit is so hard. Uh, as we all know, I had gained a hundred pounds in a year from that egg donation. It's so hard to fucking get it off. It's so hard to figure out what's going on with your body. But most importantly, it's like your body hurts more. Like you're, you're, it's not used to carrying the extra weight. So being active is harder. And so you're less active, but then your body starts to hurt more because you're being less active. And like every time, every time you are active, it feels like you're a gargoyle breaking out of like fucking cement. And so it's like the best thing I could say is try to try to stay active, at least like walking every day and don't let yourself kind of your body morph into like something that's really stiff uh and i don't know man it, it's fucking hard sorry yeah I, I, that. I keep forgetting how i guess I, I guess i did i i did the pandemic relatively okay you know i i had my drinking spit in the beginning and gained some weight and then i i kind of shed it after with like like a 75 hard or like a program i was on like gutless where you just kind of don't drink forever and work out but like i don't from a mental standpoint like well, i had my wife i actually didn't follow the rules as much as you should like i i traveled and did shit like <laughs> i i you know so so for me it's like some people got really they really fucked them up you know yeah. And, yeah. and 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 i uh you know they were really either scared of it or and i i look back and i'm like well it wasn't i i i keep looking back and saying it wasn't that bad but for a lot of people uh, really kind of stunted their life uh, pretty bad, especially if you owned a business that went under or, um, yeah. you know, or you're really the, worried the about your health for, conditions. For me, like when I, like I had lost a bunch of weight before the pandemic. And then when the pandemic hit, I also got on antidepressants, which made me gain a lot of weight back. And so then I got off those antidepressants and lost weight again, and then tried a different one, gained weight. And now I'm off, off my anxiety meds again. I've lost 40 pounds since March, but also Woo. I'm struggling though mentally. And it's Boom. like one of those vicious cycles because if I take the pills that make my brain work, then I gain weight and I'm in pain all of the time and like obviously feel shitty about myself and all of this stuff. And if I don't take them, I lose the weight. My body feels better. I can be more active, all that stuff. But then I spiral. So it's like, what the fuck do you do? How does it make you gain weight? I don't know. I, I genuinely don't know. I think I it, like, it, 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 like when you're probably when you're anxious, 
Your heart rate's up more. Um, I think, yeah, I think it, it, like, it probably spikes, well, no, the meds wouldn't spike cortisol. I don't know what it is. There's some medications that don't have any effects in terms of, like, It might slow your metabolism down. Yeah. Because you're calm. When you like uh, a lot of time, I lose weight sometimes when I'm in a really bad anxious state and it could be three, four days. Right. And I have no appetite and I'm either sleeping most of the time, not eating or I'm mm-hmm. like up and I'm like anxious and my heart's a little bit racing and my muscles are tense. It's almost like burning calories by just being, you know, shaky. Right. Right. But, so, so yeah. I, so it's weird. And it's sometimes when you're in a really comfortable state, you're like, yeah, I'm good. I'm like, you have an appetite all of a sudden, you know, when you're mm-hmm. kind of mentally better. So, it could be any of those things. It could be a chemical imbalance that changes, you know, that stuff. But but there's there's that to it as well. I mean, when you're really anxious, the last thing you're doing is like, I'm really hungry. Uh, yeah. For me, at least. Um, and that's the thing. I already have fucked up hormones, so I it's it's hard for me to even know what, how meds affect my body in that way in general. Um, but it's it's definitely a toss up. Cause it's like, do I get back on my meds so that I can have a little bit more stability in my brain or do I just try to kind of like power through this and, <laughs> and see if I can come out on the other side. So Jack, what's your, what do you have to say for lawyer cop? I'm glad you're back lawyer cop, but what do you think, Jack? What, what, what do you what do you mean? What do I? I don't know. You've just been quiet for. I'm trying to bring you in the conversation. You've been quiet for about ten minutes. <laughs> well, I, to, I, I made the first like, comment. Do you have any advice for lawyer cop? Shit. You have any advice for lawyer cop? He don't think have... he was asking for advice. Well, you know, just say something. That's all. Okay, I did. Said, you, you I did right from okay. the get go. All right. Well, lawyer cop, keep working at it. The the weight will come off. You don't want to be 130, 40 pounds. You're a grown man anyway. I don't know. <laughs> Jack's probably 150 pounds. I wish. You're not? Like 160, probably. Oh, okay. But I'm saying, and you're not like... Fat. Fat. Hey, you watch your mouth, man. Lawyer cop is 130, 140. I would really interested to know why you would... I mean, I know that things are bad in this economy, but like, man, your wife that you're not loving, that you're like not crazy about, apparently, um, she must must have your balls in a vice because she's like, (laughs) no, we're not using condoms and I'm not going on a pill. You go through a surgery. Dude, uh, the sur- but okay, but I gotta argue that because the surgery is so fucking easy and reversible, the pills and IUDs and all that stuff really fuck us up. Like, it the it's it's the fucking mood swings, the hormones. It messes with your body forever. It could it could decrease your fertility. Like, get men getting this. He did the right thing. That was super responsible. Uh, condoms are fine, but who likes to use condoms? I do. I like to just wear them around. I don't even have sex. <laughs> I'm wearing one right now. <laughs> <laughs> I never get. I never leave the house without one. You just never know when you practice safe podcasting. Yeah, exactly. You, you never know. It's. I also happen. like to just pee in them, right? So that's yeah. <laughs> that's nice. Yeah, and you just toss it in the trash. I just got yeah, lunch with an old. Tie it off like a tie it off like a water balloon. Yeah, you just tie it off like a water balloon and flush it down a public toilet. I that's just, that's I, hilarious. The idea that you would just add an extra barrier of something to flush down the toilet. <laughs> I just had lunch with an like old film professor life. of mine, and he was telling me about he just went through some bad medical procedures. But he's like, "But to be honest, the one thing I do miss is the catheter because I used to just have it in movie theaters and be like a long movie, <laughs> and I could just pee, and like I'd be in the middle oh, of class yeah. and I could just pee." 
Like, that would actually just, be just so uncomfortable, though. I heard. Yeah, but imagine just being able to pee whenever. Yeah, I mean, you can do that if you want. I mean, it depends on how you want to be perceived in society. I'm saying that, that's, <laughs> but no one knows you're peeing. You know, I might buy a pair of Depends and just try it. That's what I'm saying. Like, I think there's something. I don't know if I could. Like, it it would be it would be so hard to tell my brain, okay, release. Like, well, you get used to it. It's like when you go in the ocean and you have to like when you try to pee, you're like, oh, come on. Uh, Now, the second my feet hit water, I pee. Doesn't matter if I'm in the shower. (laughs) I have to really. The second Damn it, I, got, I almost spit out my drink again. The second that I hit water, I'm ready to pee. I don't know what you guys. <laughs> not like that. Shower, pool, starts ocean, raining I'm outside. Tommy's like, not allowed in our lazy river anymore. <laughs> We're gonna have to get that water that like shows when somebody yeah. pees. And then they get 86 from the community. Yeah. No, yeah. Shame. Shame. Did you urinate Shame. in the but in I'm our the highway? Mayor. But I mean, there. to be honest, it's like every pool you go into is filled with strangers' pee. So I guess it doesn't really matter. I have friends to me. who just told me, "Yeah, I've peed in every pool I've ever been in." I go, "What about the pool we're in right now?" Yeah, I did that ten minutes ago. <laughs> Why? <laughs> I don't know. Getting being wet and getting up and going to some. I don't know. I mean, I don't pee in like my parents' pool or personal pools, but I may have peed in a couple of Vegas pools. Yeah, oh, yeah. That doesn't matter. You're drinking. It's just going straight through you. It's basically water at that point. True. You're very yeah, it's hydrated. Already, it's, it's, full, it's full of alcohol. Yeah. So. If you drink the water, you that's get drunk. That's what the chlorine's for. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's mention- the one thing where I'm like, if I'm with my nephews and they're putting pool water in their mouth, like when we're somewhere in public, I'm like, don't do that. It's yeah, they open it and like spit on you. I'm like, all right, I don't care about the spitting. Like, Yeah, it's just disgusting. Uh, here's Alon. It's a it's an audio message. Tommy, so do you have to leave for the airport? Uh, we're going back to the pretty, list. Pretty soon. Pretty soon. Hey guys, Alon here. I'm on a bit of a what would you rather kick at the moment. So here's another what would you rather? Would you rather visit? Just visit, not stay there. Would you rather time travel and visit the past or the future, and why? Love you all. One hundred mark. Bye. Future, 1,000%. Future yeah. would probably be make the most sense, yeah. but I'm probably going to get there, but I'll never be able to go see the past. Well, can, can, can I, like, do I, if I'm just visiting the future, there's so much, you could find out what the big, biggest company in the world is and buy the stock at 10 cents. So yeah, the future. Yeah, but you probably yeah. have to follow future rules or you can't do shit like that. No, but I'm going to go back. Right, I mean, I'm just visiting. He said, "Want to visit the future or the past?" Like, I visit the past; it's already in the past. There's nothing I can do about it. I'm like, "Oh yeah, I heard about this, but now I see it with my own eyes." But I go somewhere in the future and be like, "Oh, Bobbledoogle is the new biggest company in the world," and yeah. uh, you know, I go back home, and then when someone says, "New company, Bobbledoogle is a six cents of a, a sh- stock," and then I buy five hundred thousand shares of it. Yeah, the only the only person that it would make sense to go to the past is a. Uh, a white man, but like the past is not good for women. Like, why, why would I want to go there? Like, am I invisible? Can I just watch stuff or do I have I mean, to be there? Like, I assume we have to follow time travel rules and you can't go fuck with anything. Right. But well, like, can I, go so back, I, can I go back with like a, a nice chunk of change in my pocket? Cause then going back to be a white, that white straight male back in the day, yeah, was it would be, great for, pocket, be oh, great for me. Yeah. But, 
Just bring uh, Monopoly money. It hasn't been invented yet. Yeah, the <laughs> shitty part is like all the money now doesn't look the same, so no one would take my money. They're like, what is this? Yeah. True. Uh, we I'm take like, I have a debit card. Here. Can what I just use this? my debit card? We don't, what's a debit card? Yeah. Yeah, and your would, cash doesn't look the same. I would for sure want to go to the future. I think I think that that would be something too that like if you if you went to the future and you're like, wow, shit, like shit is good now or like look at how how advanced we are like that is an, a nice little thing for you to bring back when you come to you go okay shit shit's gonna work out like i think or uh, on the other hand if you're like this is a, a hellfire you just bounce out of the party early well i was gonna say like if you go to the future say like 20 years from now and it's like okay cool everything's gonna work out but then you come back and go everything's gonna be good but what if you don't have that that drive of we have to fix this to make it better and then you don't put in that effort because you think it'll just work out versus you needed that fear of it not working out to drive you forward to solve the problem well that's why they're sending me to time yeah. travel because i because i'm not the one who no, comes what up if, with but what if you are the one uh no i think i think that if you're going to be the one to create things i i think that that's just gonna happen and and it's 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 kind of the same concept of, of manifesting is like you're, you're speaking this future into existence, but you can't sit back and wait for it to happen to you. You still have to take the, take the steps to get there. Although it gets fucked um, up because once you go to the future, you'll know too much and then the future will already change because you already know what the future is. That sounds fine to me. Okay. Mm. okay. The, the past seems like dog shit. I don't want to go there. <laughs> you don't want to go back to uh, 1983? When everybody no. was making money and America was best. Yeah, everyone had big, no. chunky brick car phones. Before we had to make my, white my personality make America, not, America again. My personality is not a fit for the past. I, I think I've, I've been so untraditional my entire life that there, there is no place for me in the past. I think Damn. it would be a really stifled life. Working Damn. in TV in the 80s would be awesome, though, for me. Uh, you'd be rich and everybody's having a good time and they'd be throwing parties and you'd be, be able to You're do just anything. visiting. So you visiting. don't even. Yeah. Um, I got one more from Alan here. We can play that. But then I really do have to split. You guys are more than welcome to continue podcasting if you'd like. But we're almost at an hour or about an hour. Like All right. So let's do Alan. Uh, no, Sarah. Sorry. From Sarah Hands. We never went I back to the other message. I think I told you. I know. I do. got a new job. They do drug testing at my new job, but not the fun kind of drug testing where you all take drugs in and then get to test them. The kind of drug testing where at random some medical dude comes in and swabs your mouth to make sure you're not smoking weed on your time off. It's really shit, actually. I don't like it at all. Oh, yeah. You guys are probably used to smoking weed because it's legal where you are. Not legal here. I've been smoking um, weed this week. So yeah. I guess my question today is, <laughs> What's the most shit thing about a job that you've ever had before? Okay, guys, have a good one. One eight hundred mark. Bye. Send button. <laughs> um, you guys, um, Callum, he said hooroo. Hooroo means goodbye. Not really much of a thing that city people say, but more of a country thing, I guess. But yeah, hooroo. <coughs> goodbye. Hooroo. Oh, so Callum said hooroo. Callum. Callum. 
you want to answer that question? Kaloum. Well, I think we talk about it's funny that she'd also talk about drug testing. We talked about drug testing earlier, right? Yeah. Just kind of crazy. Um, the shittiest job. I, I I feel like this question has been a million times. I've heard this, but I was the door to door thing about a job that you had. Oh uh, yeah, um, the worst. I I, I, yeah, ha- having to get up to go to it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, being there. <laughs> yeah, I mean, some jobs used to be fun to be there, but getting there is always really tough for me. Right? Uh, uh, yeah, it still is. My finance job, I was on call pretty much like twenty four seven. That fucking sucked ass. Like it got right, to the when point it- where. I- panic attacks when my phone would ring exactly it's like and like not being there and just like you, you see someone from work calling or work and it's just like is this gonna and it's like so, superior it's like am i gonna get scolded about something you've or, already had a couple of drinks it's 9 p.m on a friday you're like do i answer that like what? yeah right that was the worst yeah jack, yep. jack what about you getting a job um i guess waking up <laughs> <laughs> have you tried folders because the best part of waking up is folders in your cup you know what i should try that i'm not a big yeah. coffee guy but maybe i'm a folders guy <laughs> maybe you've just been solution. missing out <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> there's something so fucking trashy about like instant coffee <laughs> it's like <laughs> I feel like you just could do that like cold water, like you're like, ugh, just like total hungover dude thing, like, or somebody just wakes up and just rolls over and just takes, just has like a cup of water, takes a spoon of brown shit, pours it in water, just stirs <laughs> it and then throws it back. And it's like, oh, that is the best part of waking up. <laughs> <laughs> well, is it, don't you put that in a coffee machine so it's not chunky? Like if people really put it in with water and have the chunks in it, that's definitely I've gross. seen people stir it in. That's, uh that's but there I is like isn't there doesn't it dissolve isn't there like a coffee that dissolves if you stir it in there i thought there was uh maybe i don't know i'm not a huge coffee person the but it's like part of waking up the french press and all of that stuff is also so pretentious and like and so there's like no middle ground for coffee it's either like yeah if you have a gen- little, little french press is disgusting not. or rich and elitist how yeah. about people who come to their house and that they they have the thing that makes that makes I, a noise. This is how bad I am at impulse buying because like there like six months ago I was like, I'm gonna buy an espresso machine. I don't even like I I drink coffee maybe twelve times a year and I was like, I'm gonna buy a four hundred dollar espresso machine. And then I was like, Oh, you have to buy all these different tools with it and it's like it's a big to do. We have I, a Nespresso machine, which is basically just like a Keurig. Keurig, yeah. But like you can't go and buy those things anywhere else but other online to deliver, you know. I, I don't use it because it's like you, I don't drink any of that stuff. But uh, Tommy's a big shot. He don't drink that shit. Yeah. No, I just don't drink coffee, man. I'm already jacked up. Really? It's so funny because I'm, I'm so tired. I'm, for someone who's I know. I, I was going to say, I'm always so tired. I need a nap. And yet, like, uh, I refuse to have anything with caffeine in it because it will fuck me up. You know? It's yeah. Just, it's well, do you, have, do you have ADHD? Because, like, I, I found out in the last couple of years that the reason that caffeine's never affected me is because of ADHD. So, like, generally, like, I could drink a coffee right before bed and that would it would be fine. And that generally is the effect for people that have like neurodivergent issues. Caffeine well, then that would like- be the opposite, would I not? Yeah. Kind of like people who take Ritalin and it gets them up and they need it, they don't. So type of thing. 
You know, people who take Riddle and who don't need Riddle to calm them down. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. You guys ask me, do I have HDHD or DAD? Yeah, you do, based on how you just said that, yes. You have all Diagnosis complete. I don't know if I have the I don't know if I have the H I don't know if I have the H part. I think you have the ADBTQIA. I think ADD is obsolete now. ADHD is the entire thing, and I definitely think you have it. Okay. I probably have ADHD, LBGQTQ. Yeah. OCD. LMNOP. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely have it. All right. Get your fucking airplane. You got, yep, you got I'm going to play, play my outro. Go get to your delay. All right, guys. Where everyone can find you, Jack? Jackhackett.com. Jack yeah. And at Kelly Blackheart and everything. And I'm at Walking With Tommy on TikTok and Instagram. You can find him, hopefully, not sitting on the tarmac. <laughs> this is a high-quality show. DIY podcast. Dude, put that out there. <laughs> okay, bye. I'll be texting you in an hour. You know where I am? <laughs> <laughs>